Hey everybody, this is Trace from the Challenge Chronicles. This is a preview for our All-Stars 3 Patreon-exclusive recaps of Episode 1 and 2. To get access, go to patreon.com slash thechallengechronicles. That's patreon.com slash thechallengechronicles. For $4 a month, you get access to our entire archive, as well as all of the archive Patreon shows. You get four brand new guaranteed patreon exclusive episodes per month as well as early access to new chronicles as we record them if you join today you can get a head start on the ruins before it hits the public feed so go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles today welcome to the challenge chronicles i am devin jordan i'm with trace armstrong and rob mcintyre christmas has arrived all stars three has begun episodes one and two were released i don't know if we anticipated that i didn't have that that on the bingo card (laughs) so we thought it a couple days before i think ben and justin Wright posted it in the discord but yeah that wasn't a surprise let's talk about that all right so both of you are happy that we did get that yes i i don't care that much either way i mean they could release the whole season now and it would screw up my fantasy game but i wouldn't mind it necessarily where do we want to begin what was the Let's talk about what we were most surprised by and what we were least surprised by, right? Let's start the conversation Um, off there. Okay, so least surprising. I think Wes is like minus 600 to have the most fantasy points in the season. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's just going to happen, right? Like, there's just no way. He's so clearly being billed as the main character of the season. Yeah. Wes, if you didn't put him on your fantasy team, you failed spectacularly. (laughs) My thing, though, is that, like, they're giving him... like so much visibility this early on that I almost wonder if it's an edit to that he will go home somewhat earlier in the, in the game, right? Because guess, they want to milk him for everything he's got. Like, because like, so let, let's think about the amount of times that we've seen someone be edited this prominent throughout the entire course of a season. It's like Tony, right? Like that's it. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any other comparison. Tony Vlacos, you're saying? Uh, yeah, like, there's no other comparison uh, for this, if they're well, going to do this. But there, ha- there have been times where they have edited people like this, and they've gone out sooner rather than later. So I don't know what I, don't know what I really think. Well, so I would it, say, I mean, I would say Paulie and Jordan both on War of the Worlds 2 were given a very strong edit from the onset of that season. They were both very much portrayed as main characters pretty much from the beginning. Uh, I think Wes himself, actually, on War of the Worlds 1, it, it wasn't quite to this degree where, I mean, this, this was ridiculous what they were doing for him in the first episode. But That's what I mean. Like, I don't think that we've seen anything, like, to this extent. The first episode, I don't, have you ever seen anyone get this many points in a fantasy game? In the first I, haven't, I haven't done the final, so I just haven't had for, for a, been very busy. For a 60-minute but... episode, too, right? When there's less opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. This was a situation that I think what I've learned about where Wes's story arc is heading is he's either making it to the end or he's going to be there towards the very end because every single storyline they started in episode one, he's connected to it. And he's being the narrator. Also notice in All-Stars 1, they used Jemmy and Derek Kay as like their narrators to kind of help set up all the different stories and Mark Long for that matter. Jimmy was very not the narrator of this season. Oh, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think she still had a couple for typical narration. She did, but not they to the same volume. Like Wes is driving the narrative of the season. Oh, okay, well, obviously. I don't. I don't think she was really present that much at all. Well, uh, she wasn't present at all. Like within 
storylines of the house. I would definitely agree with that. But I did think they went to her a couple of times for her typical narration confessionals. I don't more think so, was... more so in episode two than episode one. Okay, sure. But um, if you were also to say the other least surprising things, who went home first? Did we yeah, not that call was, that yeah. like, I like mean, just we a just hammer like, to a nail? Like it really away, is just... like three pointers straight in. <laughs> like we yeah. like we just completely aced. We've done that the last two seasons. Yeah, just complete ace. It's very. But I mean, easy. it's also. I feel like we need to be in trouble giving ourselves too much credit there because it is that is just. How? Well, because I, I think some people that, were telling me I was crazy for that Tyler was going home first. I'm like, with this male cast, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, he's going home first. I, like it, I do I think feel like that so, was very chalk. I will say this: I think Wes made an incredible move in the nomination for the first episode when he was in one of the three, one of the six people in the power position. And before they went into the nomination, I think it was, it was Mark, Mark was speaking with, I don't remember who he was talking with, it may have been MJ, and they were talking about what, what kind of move he thought Wes was going to make, right? Like, was Wes going to make a big move? Mark said that he thought that he would at least bring up Jordan's name. And then when we got to the point in time where we did see what Wes wanted to do, and he revealed what his angle was going to be in the nomination, he said that that would be a name that they should consider, but he didn't want to do it. And he thought that they should go with bottom two, right? Which conceivably is the safe move. But I think for Wes, in the context of what's going on right now, is the correct move because he realized he doesn't want people going after the threats, right? Because he is a threat. And if people start going after the strong people like Jordan this early on, that's jeopardizing his game and puts a much bigger target on him than he needs it to be right now. Yep. He also made the great point too of whoever goes in, they're coming back because no one in that house expected wow. Tyler or Cynthia to win that elimination. Well, no, Cyrus was the one who was in though. Tyler got voted. Oh, Cyrus was in there. Yeah. So I don't, that wasn't correct, but I do think it's a little bit of tomato, tomato with yeah. Tyler and Cyrus. Yeah. you. That's pretty interchangeable, but he had the correct notion there as well. It's like, look, Whatever female we put in, she's coming back. So let's not rock the boat. Let's make this simple. So I think it worked. They played all the right moves in the first episode for sure. Um, were there any other least surprising things that happened? Uh, I don't know if what category I'd put this in, but it does seem like this West versus Yes storyline is going to be the dominant narrative for as long as the two of well, them are around. So that's what I was going to bring up too. I don't know if we've seen it explicitly. We've seen kind of. If some small moments of it, if you watch closely, mm-hmm. that there may be some type of alliance between Yes and Jordan because of their like the enemy. I think it's a circumstance. Friends, yeah, right? yeah. I think that's, that, that's what, what I mean. Because right, because when we were in the second nomination, and Brad brought up Wes as a name that he wanted to protect, you see Jordan and Yes just kind of like give each other looks, <laughs> like "Come on, right?" Because like they have clearly talked about how that's one of the people that they want to get voted in and i think we should just talk about this now because we've already we've already broached it. talking about it to this this was in this my point. most surprising they, areas they obviously just didn't have the numbers right otherwise they would have pulled the trigger on west that th- them being oh, yes. because saying. because think about it if they put west in this one there's a good chance he loses to literary can you imagine a, if he has like basically the exact same thing that happened on double agents where he gets a reverse tug of war against a bigger dude in the second episode and goes home like that would be unbelievable like, the, it, there's a good chance he goes home against this. Yeah, and I think that 
I, I just don't think they have the numbers to be able to put Wes in here. That's what well, it came down to. So let's look at who was actually in that authority. Well, we'll talk about that as well later. I, I think this format shaping up would be pretty good based on what they've laid out so far, but we, we can discuss that at a later point. So in that authority, you have Brad, who we know very clearly is very much aligned with Wes. Kayla, I thought was really interesting in this and in that she... But well, by all indications, you see her and Wes talking earlier in the episode, it seems like they have an agreement. But she's the one who brings up that they should target the real world Austin. Austin. Group. Yeah. So what do you think her motivation was in doing that? Because I, I have an idea, but I'm curious what you guys think. I don't know. I almost think it's like almost for like narration purposes. Yeah. Um, I don't, it really does seem like she, if I had to like pick someone who I thought she was aligned with, um, like I think Wes would probably be part of that circle. I'm very right? confident she is. Yeah. Even after. That. Yeah. So like I don't really think that there's anything significant. So with that. my my theory is that she actually wanted Melinda out because then she can be moves up Wes's chain on like the female ladder. Like if Melinda goes, he, she, he like she knows he's going to protect Melinda over everybody else. Yep. If Melinda's out, that moves her and her and Sylvia up that position, and then yes. now the two of them are in a higher position. I am in a hundred percent agreement with you. Which is I think that's exactly what she did. I think, I think she did that play. on purpose for that reason. Yeah. Look, look, I mean, let's go through each of the people real quick, right? So, yes, he obviously would have done it if. Thanks for listening to our sneak preview of episodes one and two of the Challenge All-Stars recap. If you want to become a Patreon, go to patreon.com slash the Challenge Chronicles.